We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I am your host, Leah Russo. And today, oh my God, you guys. This is a big one. You've been asking for it. You've been saying, when are the Ashley episodes coming back? When are you starting season two? Well, today is the day. And I have a very special return guest. I can't even count the times that he's been on. So I will just reintroduce you to him right now. Everybody, please welcome Jesse Chambliss. Hi, Leah. <laughs> I'm so excited to be back. Oh, I know. I'm excited too. This is a major one. Yeah, this is a big one. I feel really honored that you reached out to me about this so thank you i know i should probably have a glass of wine or something here but i just have to know. Eat, so you have to carry <laughs> me through this <laughs> i will be your your drug of choice tonight how about that thank you that sounds perfect so <laughs> you guys know jesse already we've done ashley jessica we've done Lindsay. we've done so many things on his podcast so if you haven't heard his podcast yet, Jesse, why don't you just take a moment to talk about it and explain to everybody what you do? Absolutely. So my podcast is called Jesse's Girls, and I focus on pop women whom I love and talk about things through my lens and uh, you know aspects of their life and career that I find to be particularly interesting. Leah's been on my show to discuss uh, Spice Girls, particularly um, the supposed alleged relationship between Ginger and Scary. And we've also talked about Lindsay and another queer relationship um, <laughs> with uh, Lindsay and uh, Samantha Ronson. And so, um, you know, Leah will be back for something in the future for sure. But right now I'm still in the thick of my girl groups and really looking forward to some other cool things I have in the works for the future. Yay. I can't wait for the next series. Do you already have it in your head what you're going to do? I'm I'm kind of toying with a couple of different ideas, but I haven't settled yet. I have a few one-off things that I'm really excited to do. One of them is with you. It's just not um, developed yet, but I have talked with Leah about um, doing a real kind of aerial overview about Jessica, um, you know, for people on my side of things, for people who might be more casual fans or, you know, kind of lost touch and really reminding people who she is, why she's important. So that will happen this year at some point for sure. And I feel good about saying that. That's going to be awesome. I can't mm -hmm. wait. Kind of like the thesis of my whole podcast, at least in the beginning anyway. <laughs> exactly. And you haven't talked about her with me on my show yet. So I, you know, I think it'd be fun. Well, she's never good. had gay rumors. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think so anyway. <laughs> Open book part two. Yeah, I'm kind of like the non-LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus correspondent. <laughs> yes, for my show. You have been welcomed in. So yes, absolutely. You have the pass, but this will give you a chance to not have that uh, pressure. <laughs> Okay, so let's get right into this. So we are going to be reviewing the two episodes that started off Ashley Simpson show season two, which is, I know, Ashley heads to the Big Apple, which which you're from Texas. Do people from other states actually say that when they come here? I think that was a thing that was more of an 80s, 90s trope. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever heard anyone unironically say that you know (laughs) I know it's so funny no one ever says that here so I was just wondering but um (laughs) and then the next episode is Ashley's notorious performance Mm -hmm. so I did talk about this whole I had a whole episode about just this incident that I did a few months ago when I did my autobiography series so if you guys haven't heard that I know I have a lot of new listeners so um you can go back and hear that for like the whole story of how Ashley even got into music how she even started writing and all of that kind of stuff it covers the whole arc of autobiography but today we're just really going to focus on what happened during these two episodes so the first one aired january 26 2005 and when i'm wondering because this was a few months after the incident so i really wish this could have aired like the next week after the incident because the incident happened in october so I know you were an Ashley fan when this happened. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it live? I did not. I did not uh, see the performance live. I only saw the coverage of it. And, you know, without accessible YouTube and being able to see things for yourself, you really only get what the media portrays, right? Mm-hmm. And they were pretty ruthless in their portrayal of what had happened. And they just kept playing it over and over and over. Yeah. And, you know, we see some of the positive press that she got, but I didn't really encounter that personally. I mostly saw, I mostly saw negative things about what had happened for her. Right. Me too. And this happened because Ashley has severe acid reflux and this was not, if you're new, if you're a local, this is not (laughs) a lie this is not a cover-up Ashley had been covering the fact that she had acid reflux from the first season of her show well before she was even booked on SNL so this was not a lie this was completely covered not only on the Ashley Simpson show but on 60 Minutes as well they did not know this was going to happen they were just there filming and so it is true she could not sing she's not lazy she's not untalented she was not just looking for I don't know, like to have an easy go of it. She literally could not sing. And people did not really buy that. Do you get that impression at the time? Absolutely. And as someone who also has really terrible GERD and acid reflux and also allergies on top of that, sometimes my voice quite literally disappears. Mm -hmm. So I can just speak from my personal experience and saying that I have dealt with that Um, If I get a little bit sick, the acid reflux on top of, you know, like allergies or a cold or whatever, my voice will just disappear. It's gone. Yeah, I always lose my voice, too. I'm very prone to that, especially Mm -hmm. when I get sick. Like after after I'm sick, I can't speak properly for like weeks. (laughs) 
And when it comes to performing and singing and having to talk all the time and then having my podcast too, it's like a disaster. I have to really be careful. I have to drink tons of tea. I have to have the humidifier on all night, all day. And that is not something that Ashley was really concerning herself with, even though she Mm -hmm. absolutely should have been. And I think that's what led to this happening more than anything because we see in that I mean we're gonna get to it but we see in that second episode that she doesn't really prepare for this at all no not at all and what's funny to me too Leah is we see a lot of uh, the sound checks and the vocal warm-ups with her coach and Ashley obviously was very young and she didn't do some of the professional things that she needed to do at the time like which whatever Mm -hmm. but that's why you have people around you to advise you and to make sure that you are doing what you need to do because when you're 19 18 19 you're you know you're young still Mm -hmm. and so it was disappointing that people were not very much monitoring this because she's their money right yeah I I really do place the blame more on Joe and Tina and her label and the vocal people around her Absolutely. They should have had that on lock and kept her on a regimen of taking care of herself. Yeah. Every other star has that, regardless of their age. Yeah, and she just seems so, like, casual and whatever about everything. And I know that's part of the reason why we, as, you know, young teens or or preteens, loved her. was because she was so normal. It just was like she was just like us, but then she would just so happen to have a huge performance and a number one album and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't seem very focused – She's just kind of like living life. And at the beginning of the episode, she says, there's part of me that's growing up and there's part of me that's still a kid. And it's nice to have both worlds. And I think that the kid side was really the more prominent side still at this Mm -hmm. point. And Mm -hmm. she just didn't take it very seriously. Yeah, I agree. And so it was it was kind of like a perfect storm of things that could have happened at the worst timing. And you were, like I said, already an Ashley fan. If you guys mm-hmm. want to hear more of Jesse just talking generally and, and myself about how much we love Ashley, he has done episodes in the past, so you can just search his name um, on my podcast. But did you judge her? Do, how did you feel about it? Did you feel like she had let you down? Did you feel like she was less of an artist because of this? I didn't feel like she let me down. Um, I think really the part that was most disappointing to me is that they didn't just restart. Yeah. And and she just kind of like did the, you know, as they deemed it, the hoedown and ran away. Um, she, you know, they could have just, it, it all could have been fixed. Like, oh, we played the wrong song and then played the right song. And then she could have probably salvaged it. It still would have been an, an incident, mm-hmm. but it, it really just like blew up. She froze and she didn't know what to do. And that was the part that was, I think, most disappointing to me because it was like, in my opinion, you know, from from my throne, right, my high horse, mm-hmm. um, she should have just, they should have just restarted and let her do the right song. Yeah, and that's where I think her lack of experience really comes yes. into play, because mm-hmm. she had only been performing live for about six months at this point. You know, you watch, when, when you compare um, other artists, like Jessica, for instance, had been performing for so many years before we actually saw her you know um I just did my series on JC Chazé I've been like in so in the thick of it and 
in sync like they were losing weight they were getting sick because all they did was rehearse from dawn till dusk and beyond for years so by the time yeah. we saw them and they were perfectly like in sync it was because they had so much rehearsal not because they're just perfect and born that way you know what i mean yeah. like yeah you start with a certain amount of talent but you have to refine that you know same thing with somebody like britney spears like that girl had been doing that since she was like eight you know so of course by the time mm -hmm. we saw her it was like wow she's amazing and ashley was just new to this and she had no idea how to handle when something went wrong and i feel so bad for her because i feel like would it really have been the end of the world if they had her like train for a year and release an album in 2005 instead of 2004 no like it would have been fine you know yep and once again that goes back to the people around her right yeah being an artist means you have a whole team of people you it, these people are not like fully self-made you know you don't just see a britney spears or a jessica become really famous and do everything on their own and then reach the level of success that we do it's just mm -hmm. not realistic everything that you're saying absolutely i echo and like you know with the boy bands of course what you covered they were being piloted overseas and refined before they even came to the american market mm -hmm. exactly she just needed more practice and i think also because the marketing around her was you know it's not like with somebody like britney where people will say yeah she lip syncs but look at the look at her dancing you know she's more of a dancer anyway you know Ashley was was marketing herself as I'm a real artist. I'm a songwriter. Like I mm -hmm. write from the heart. I write from my diaries. I'm not a prepackaged manufactured thing. I'm not going to be like Hillary Duff or Avril or Jessica. I'm going to be me. And so I think that then when she did something that was perceived as fake, it was like we told you that you were just, you know, writing your sister's coattails and you're just a copy mm -hmm. of somebody else. And, you know, we told you that you weren't good enough for this and you insisted on doing this anyway. And now like, ha, like you've proved that we were right. Yep. It, it was like people were just waiting for a gotcha moment with her. No one ever took her seriously. And so the moment that she did have her mistake, people were excited. Honestly, people were really excited about it, which I was know. the gross part. It's so mean. <laughs> and you know, I think a lot of people have said, including myself, that had this happened today, it would be totally different. Do you agree with that? 1000%. It is just not the same. Um, and I think, too, that back then, the idea that the, the consumer, the person listening to the music was kind of, um, we, were, we weren't so privy to, you know, what's happening in the underbelly. Mm -hmm. We have social media and we have all these access points and we understand the magic is a little bit demystified right mm -hmm. yeah there's th i think today it would just be like she would get on instagram or, t or something after and be like oh my god you guys can you believe that happened i'm so sorry i couldn't sing because of my acid reflux like you guys know how that's been you've seen it on my show i'm so sorry mm -hmm. and it would have been like Oh, she explained it right after she talked directly to her fans she has acid reflux i mean it still would have been uh, it still would have been a gotcha moment, but because today everything moves so fast, it just would have been like, oh, the next day somebody else did something and it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't have been career ending, mm -mm. which is absurd to think about now, right? Someone's entire career ending because of one instant that I, I really can't fathom. And, you know, 
I can't do, do can you think of any other examples of something like this ending someone else's career? No, I feel like there were so many things particularly with Britney that happened and people were like, "Oh, her career is over." But it never really was. Like she still mm-hmm. would slay, you know. Yeah. I mean, the the Janet like Super Bowl thing is probably a close equivalent. She her career wasn't over, but it was never the same. No, it was never the same. I feel like I feel like before that Janet was still like she was considered a legend, but she was still also considered a viable, relevant person in the industry and that just like pushed her into this place of like oh yeah like janet's an icon but she's not like what she used to be yeah she was still getting number one hits before all of that yeah and she's plugged along and like i love her albums that she's done since like so underrated yeah but i feel like nobody really knows them like anytime i talk about janet with anybody i'm like oh yeah and i love discipline and i love unbreakable yeah they don't even know them and i'm like oh my god (laughs) yep same (laughs) life didn't end in the 90s okay Uh, but it's the same with ashley her career didn't end like her second album did pretty well but nobody even acknowledges that at all like because the media didn't really it was like it was almost like people our age just still liked ashley so we still bought the albums and stuff mm -hmm. but the rest of the world didn't really acknowledge that she still existed absolutely and that's the thing if you just look at face value at the at the chart you know and the album debuted and it did really well the second album but then when you think about like how quickly it fell off in comparison and it didn't have the hits that the first one did and it really did affect her and this is such a shame because i think a lot of people that didn't even know autobiography just saw this performance and wrote her off and never bothered to actually pay attention whereas people like us i mean i loved that album so much she would have had to like kill somebody on camera for me to stop being a fan of hers like (laughs) it's the best album it is amazing i'm not gonna get into it because i've talked about it so much on here but i mean come on one mistake is not going to erase all of that beautiful work that she did you know I agree. And it's it sucks that she did write a great number of albums and give us pretty prolific songs for who she was and what we were maybe not expecting from her before she started releasing music. And then to just ignore all of that. It's like that old analogy. If you're looking at a beautiful painting, but there is a blotch of ink in the bottom right hand corner, most people are just going to focus on that blotch of ink instead of like the rest of the beautiful painting, right? Oh, absolutely. That's why we all freak out if we get like a big zip before something that we have to go and do. <laughs> yes. And and I am one of you. I am one <laughs> of the people that I am talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a lot of other stuff that goes on during these two episodes. But <laughs> yeah, I was that, surprised. <laughs> that's not. But the SNL moment is the zit on the face or the blotch of ink. So, uh, well, Ashley's moving. In this, and that kind of shows part of her growth is that she's moving from this apartment to this house that she bought with two of her friends, and they're packing up the house. And it's just very like I feel like this is, except for the fame part, this is very much a portrait of what a 19 year old girl was like in 2004, like especially her look. Like, I love that her, her look for packing is like very cute, like she has on these big 60s mod earrings and like this. Big, do you remember how popular those big fake pearl black necklaces were? Yeah, because they were everywhere in my school. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wore so many. I had every color. 
<laughs> I tried so hard to dress like Je- both Jessica and Ashley. I was I was like a combination of both. Like sometimes I wanted to do the cute, preppy, girly thing. And other times I wanted to look just like Ashley. I don't think I could really decide between the two of them. Which one were you more like? Oh, I was I was pretty preppy. I would say that was the word back then to describe it. Mm-hmm. Your prep, you know? Um, yeah, I was like, what, 2004, I was like 13. Very much like American Eagle, Abercrombie, Gap. Yeah, that was my that was my style. I'm, I dress pretty vanilla most of the time, I would say. You were probably so cute. Did you wear um, polos? <laughs> did you pop your collar or did you leave it down? You know, I never popped my collar. Okay, thank I God. Think, I think maybe like, once for this one particular <laughs> outfit but i was very much not too much of a of a collar popper um yeah i was i would say i was like very cute is a good way to describe it oh because i looked five for <laughs> most of my life as well speaking of looks ashley looks so gorgeous in this episode i love her hair oh, first of all it's beautiful the dark hair was such a moment for her I loved the sort of like choppy way it was cut, which was really, you know, a thing at that time. And yeah, I, I she's just such a pretty girl. She really is. She is. I think she looks so great when she's all made up and stuff and when she has no makeup on. Like like sometimes there's some shots of her looking really sad in this because of what happened, but I'm I'm just like, wow, she's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that she looks like Jessica? Do you see resemblance? Uh I think I think it's in this episode, not so much in the former season when she had the blonde hair, especially if like they're walking together or something like sometimes I'll see an old like paparazzi picture and the two of them are walking together and I'm like, oh, those are sisters. But Mm -hmm. in this episode, not that much. Yeah, there I really don't see it often, to be honest, and I always look for it just to see. I don't really like I don't really compare them too much in my mind. Honestly, they're just very different people to me. But I do like to see if I feel like they look alike that day when I'm looking at a picture of either of them or watching something. Yeah, I've said this before. If Ashley and Jessica were not family, they never would have been compared as artists like ever. Not at all. There's not they don't there's nothing that sounds the same either in their voices. No, it's just really. Yeah, there's not a lot to compare. And that's what makes it so great because they're both so interesting. If they were similar, it wouldn't, you know, I don't even think Ashley would have gotten a show. Yeah. I love when Ashley dances too, just thinking about ways to compare them. <laughs> Jessica is not like the best dancer in the world or whatever, but she can pop out some choreo. Ashley just like has no rhythm. She just like, <laughs> she's like a baby giraffe on stage. She's just like flopping around, which I love. Like, I, I think it's pretty iconic. <laughs> yeah, she does that thing where she like puts her arm up and she like swivels her hips back and forth. That's <laughs> yeah. her one move. Yes, it, you absolutely, <laughs> you nailed it. That is absolutely an Ashley move. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's basically, you know, when when you don't when you don't have it, it's good not even to try. So she has the one move and then she just sings, you know, and that's 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 fine. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I love when Ashley's packing up the apartment and she's like moving day was really stressful. I didn't do much, but I was really stressed. <laughs> she is so funny. <laughs> she's she's like she's a really funny girl and so I think Jessica and her are both really funny mm-hmm. in different ways um, and sometimes both very unintentional. Oh, absolutely unintentional. Like when they're cleaning out the drawers and stuff and she's like, is someone going to come here and clean this or should I clean it? I'm like, 
Who do you think is going to clean your apartment that like, do you think that there's a cleaning lady that comes and cleans up after tenants when they move? Like, no, you're supposed to clean everything like top to bottom when you move girl and she was like i don't want to be a dirty boy in my new house she was like talking about how all of her guy friends have cleaner places than her except for ryan she was like ryan's bathroom is disgusting i can't live like a boy anymore it's a nice house like i have to be a girl not a dirty boy these girls yeah i even think that some of the guys that are like my friends are cleaner than i am i guarantee you except for ryan's bathroom is disgusting moving day was really stressful i didn't really do much but i was really stressed <laughs> oh my god i don't know about you okay how do you feel about this because i couldn't date a guy with a disgusting bathroom you have to be clean not at all i'm not a neat freak for sure um but if i were to like go to a new guy's place or something and his toilet was gross no or the sink was like had like caked on stuff like i get it if you have like your products out or something like that you know and they're not like perfectly organized that doesn't really bother me but you know whenever it's like visibly nasty mm -hmm. it's not it's not gonna work it's not for me no that's part of the reason why i don't go home with guys that i just met no shade if anybody does that but like i have to know things about you before i will like actually sleep in your room with you overnight and like use your bathroom i have to see it absolutely <laughs> I don't need surprises. It's not my style at all. So yeah, then there's this big fuss over the fact that Ashley was photographed with a guy. Which was so funny. It was so stupid because, first of all, they're like, oh, it's going to be an in-touch next week. Like, it's crazy how slow everything moved. Yeah, whenever I saw that, I was like, wait, next? You have a whole week to prepare. If you know you're going to get bad press and you have a whole week to do damage control... What a different world. Not that this was bad, but. I know it, it wasn't even, but here's the thing. So I don't know how you feel about Ashley and Ryan, but I, I do think it was just a PR relationship. I do think they had a real friendship because Ryan lived in Ashley's house for a year before this show even started because Joe and Tina used to take people in. So I do believe that they were best friends and that they would flirt and they'd probably hook up sometimes. But I think that they... The boyfriend and girlfriend thing, I think, was for the show. I think it's especially clear when Ashley's like, oh, yeah, we broke up over the summer. And then during the fall, we started talking again. Like, she's basically saying, when my show stopped filming, we stopped being boyfriend and girlfriend. And then when it was time to film again, suddenly we started talking. And now we're together. And we just love each other so much. And I think that Joe and Tina both hung up on her and got mad. And when she's on the phone with Tina and she's like, no, mom, I didn't do that. Like, I haven't even gone on a date with him. If she was truly with Ryan, why would she even have to say it wasn't a date? She would just be like, Ryan's my boyfriend. What are you talking about? But I think that Joe and Tina were saying, like, you're supposed to be with Ryan. Like, you can't be seen with this other guy. That is a really good point. And I had not thought about that. The wording of how she was talking about that with her mom hmm it is suspicious yeah and i think that's part of the reason why they're still friends today i mean i know it's it's mainly because evan her husband is friends with ryan independent of ashley he's he was friends with ryan so i know that's part of it but like she's cool with him probably because they never were like in love they were just hooking up and whatever and then they had to be boyfriend and girlfriend for the show is, is my opinion. And also her next boyfriend was Braxton Alita, who was her mm -hmm. guitarist. And she's flirted with him in this too. Like you can already tell that there's like, cause she goes, oh, I was with the guys. And I think she usually calls her, her band, the guys. Yeah. So I think maybe she was already kind of seeing him or whatever. And she probably had to tell him like, oh, Ryan's my boyfriend for the show, but not my real boyfriend. Hola. 
I wasn't hugging Andrew. Who knows what the picture is of? I don't care. He's my friend. We're actually like cool and friends, and I'm. It's fine. Oh God, no! I haven't even gone on a date with him. We went to the mall yesterday. Mom, why would you say that? Who thought that? He said that. He said that. He said that. Like my God, he's my freaking friend. I don't. I, I don't care what anybody says. You guys. Y'all, stop telling me who I should hang out with and not hang out with, okay? It's my life, and I want to do what I want to do. Now she just hung up with me. And she was like, on when she was on the phone, she was like, I'm a flirty person. She's like, I flirt with everyone and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, me too, girl, but I, I see what's happening here. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think her and Ryan were, were real? I think that they had chemistry. Yeah. I don't know if it was like an actual relationship because the timing of the show was so convenient. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, of course I have this boyfriend who has his career as well. And we're both in the same lane. You know, it was like way too convenient. So it was not too convincing for me. But I do feel like they probably did have some sort of chemistry with a, that was physical or beyond. There was something mm-hmm. there. But I don't know if they would have ever explored it without the PR need. Yeah, same. So then they go over to the new house, which is gorgeous. They have an amazing deck and view. Ashley's living with her two friends, Stephanie and uh, Lauren. And Stephanie just is not even there, even though they're moving and they don't know where to put her stuff. And Tina is pissed. And I love Tina. She's like keeping it real. She is like, I think that's rude. Um, Which I agree. Why the hell are you not there on your moving day? How can you not be there? I would be so mortified if I thought that people were thinking that they had to move all my stuff. And even though they had movers, but it looked like Tina was doing a lot herself. Yeah. And for someone else's shit that is not yours. Ugh, that was so frustrating. Yeah, I completely agree. And Ashley's wearing that lamb shirt, which I was always obsessed with. Oh my god, I noticed that too. Oh, I love it. And I love how her pants are so low rise that her crack has to be blurred out like a million times in these episodes. Oh my god. That <laughs> I wrote that down too. That's like so early 2000s. Like you always had to check your crack because everything was so low rise and then you'd have the thong and it was kind of cool if your thong was showing, but I didn't want my thong to show because I was like 13. So I was like, this is not appropriate right now. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that reminds me of The Simple Life because I feel like Paris Hilton, her ass was always like hanging out and they had to blur it. Well, yeah. And, you know, no shade to her, but she like didn't really have much to hold like she was a very thin girl and so (laughs) they just like would slide down a bunch just objectively speaking Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's so funny how beauty standards change because i remember watching that and being like oh i wish i was that skinny and then and then 10 years later it's like you're supposed to have this big gigantic ass and if you don't have it you better go get it you know (laughs) yeah absolutely the heroin (laughs) chic thing Ugh. i know that was a tough time. Oh, my God. Really? So then Ashley goes to rehearse for SNL and she they're kind of I feel like there's little things in this episode where they're like setting it up when she's practicing with her mm-hmm. vocal coach. She's like, I sound like a dying dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, when she was warming up, she didn't sound too good. But that's the whole point of warming up. I thought the rehearsal was OK. Me, too. I was like, OK, cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, she's not like she's not going to give us Whitney vocals, but she seems to sound good for her own song. And I think she did. I was like, this is so sad what's about to happen because 
the the sound check went well, rehearsal, all that kind of stuff, you know, from my vantage point. And then, you know. Yeah, it's a shame that the day she did SNL is when she had the flare up, you know, like you don't really know when it's going to come. No, what a mess. It's just so unfortunate. You know, and to Leah, I had forgotten that they scrapped autobiography as the single. Yeah. I've forgotten all of that too. But I know that's in the second episode. But seeing her rehearse and perform for autobiography and all that kind of stuff was so cool because I love that song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, we almost got this, you know? We were robbed. We were, especially because it was like, that was a song that people knew because of the show. Yeah, it would have been a great single. So we see that she's with the other Stephanie, who's Stephanie McGuire, who I want to give a shout out to because she actually follows the podcast. So love. Hello, Stephanie. You're amazing. Thank you for following me. We love you. She was both Jessica and Ashley's assistants at certain times, and she was on Newlyweds a lot, too. So she's an iconic member of the Simpson team. And she's you know very praised by Ashley and everything and then Ashley's like oh did they find out did we find out if I'm doing auto or pieces or am I if I'm doing auto or whatever it's crazy because like she didn't even know like it was the day before her rehearsal at SNL and she didn't even know and right they I guess they had to approve it and she's so happy it's like this entire episode is like when you start watching a horror movie and the family's moving into the big old-fashioned Tudor house and they're so happy (laughs) and you know they're all gonna die or whatever because (laughs) it's a horror movie that you've turned on but everything seems so nice and Ashley's like oh I really wanted to do auto like I'm so happy about that and I'm like oh no (laughs) Yeah, they want to, and like in those horror movies, they hook you in, right? Mm-hmm. So they they have all this footage that they were filming leading up to it, and they really they really make us believe for like a delusional second that everything's going to be just fine. Yeah, but I'm so glad that they captured all of this. Me too, because it it proved everything that we're saying. Yeah, yeah, it proved the story very well. But of course, no, very few people took the time to actually watch this. I feel like the Ashley Simpson fan community was smaller after this and I felt like we all knew like when I went to her tour I went to the IME or I guess it was called the LOVE tour but I always call it the IME tour um you know we were all like I remember because I got there early so I could get front row and I remember just like bonding with all the fans and we were all like Ashley's amazing like there's nothing wrong with her voice she's perfect she's wonderful like we were so fierce but we were a small group at that point yeah oh my gosh I know it breaks my heart So then Ashley goes to her Allure shoot, which is one of her best shoots ever. So good. Stunning. Her hair. Ugh, I know. And she barely ever shows her belly, but, like, she looks so good. Yeah, that, like, green jacket thing. Yeah, It was green, right? Yeah, I think so. And she has, like, a gold bra. I love that gold bra. That's what I was going to say. That color combo was... Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, not to be gross, but... People always would talk about Jessica's boobs, but, like, Ashley has really nice boobs. Like, people never notice them because of Jessica, but, like, Ashley has such a nice body, but she would always cover it, you know, because she was – she said in this episode, she's a boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. So it was really cool to see her in this element. Yes, of, like, the high fashion thing. Yeah, because just even if you have an aesthetic, it doesn't mean that you can't play dress up or do something different, right? Like, that's the whole point. 
to be able to show different different ways of expressing yourself and your femininity or your masculinity or whatever you might want to show. Exactly. That's, that's fun. And I love how on top of things Tina is. I don't know who it is, but someone who works for the magazine is like suggesting – he's like, oh, would you ever be topless, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. And he like describes this whole thing. And Tina's like, oh, like you just did with Angelina Jolie. Oh, my God. She clocked him. <laughs> he was like, oh, I didn't even remember. Like, girl – Tina's always on top of it, though. It's kind of a transformation right now in my life where I'm really into my womanhood and I get to do, you know, the cover of a magazine that, you know, appreciates that. Would you ever do a top? Like a cover. You have to be covered, though. We can't if, show if, anything. If I felt confident in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It could be like a right. black and white picture with the jean on. Right. Could be really good. Just barefoot. Right. Sort of sexy, messy hair. Right. No makeup. Like what you just did with Angelina Jolie, kind of, right? She topless? That's right. I can't do it. You're right. I just did it. (laughs) How do you forget that you photographed Angelina Jolie topless? Yeah, but like a week ago, too. Like It's not like it was months ago. (laughs) Yeah, and I actually looked this up because I was curious what it looked like. And Ashley was the January 2005 cover of Allure, and Angelina Jolie was November 2004. So this was filmed in October. So this had... That had just come out and, uh, you know, he didn't even remember, but Tina was on top of it. Mama T. I love her. (laughs) So then they have to go rehearse and uh, Ashley's like, Jude Law is going to be there. And (laughs) Tina's like, yeah, you're shooting your promos with him. And Ashley just goes like, oh. (laughs) I feel like I'm ready. I'm really excited. I'll probably get really nervous whenever I'm there. But right now I'm just ready to do it. Jude Law is going to be there today. I know. You're doing your promos with him. Oh. <laughs> I know. It was a really funny moment like that because it made me realize like the different levels of celebrity too. Like that was a really big deal for her, which was really cool. Yeah. Like he's this gorgeous movie star and she still feels like, again, this is very much part of the marketing, but I do feel like it is authentic because Ashley was like that. She was just kind of like this young relatable kid who's like funny and goofy and is always talking about how she doesn't shower and she's like a boy and all these kinds of things and so for her being around somebody like jude law would be very much like oh my god like he's a celebrity you know yeah absolutely it was cute and i feel so bad for jude law because do you remember anything that happened in his snl performance no not at all (laughs) no one will ever remember anything that he did on that show well you know (laughs) That's kind of how it works out. Yeah. I mean, it must have been a very strange week for him because he's just like, yeah, he just did SNL, this huge milestone in anyone's career. And everybody was probably asking him like, oh, my God, Ash, did you see what happened? Like, were you backstage? Were you in the audience? Were you on the side? What happened? You know, where was she? What did she really have acid reflux? And he's like, man, I had a good performance. (laughs) Right. And no one's going to remember it. Never. Because this damn kid. (laughs) So Ashley rehearses autobiography. What did you think? Well, I thought it was great. Like Me too. I I think she sings that song really well. Like I think it really fits her voice and you know and she loves it too. It's a song that she really likes and she enjoys, which makes the performance better. She was excited. Yes, and this is beside the point, but I actually really liked the outfit that she wore in rehearsal more than I liked her outfit that she ended up wearing. Yeah, I didn't. I don't like her SNL outfit, which is, you know, irrelevant, but I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very cute. Yeah, I didn't like it too much either. But I thought the the white shirt with the tie and the little sweater was really cute. Me too. She looked so good. So everything's fine. And like, I thought she sounded good too. But then she goes out and she should have gone straight home. She should have gone straight to bed. 
She should have had her humidifier on. She should have had her cough drops. She should have had her Vicks cooling rub. She should have had her tea. And I don't know where her parents were because I used to sing a lot when I was younger, like when I was a child and young teen. And my mom was always on top of me. She was like, you have to go to bed. You have to sing tomorrow. Or I'd be doing my dance competition and she'd be like, Leo, you have to dance all day tomorrow. You need to go to bed or like, you you know. And I'm just like, where are Tina and Joe? Like, they're always there. And then when it's like (laughs) this really important day, they're not there. And you wonder, too, like with the edit, how late did she stay out? Is that her fault? You know, should should we be mad at Tina and Joe? Like, clearly there was some some stuff that was left out for intentional reasons. And I just kind of wonder. And like, also, if you're as someone, like I said, who suffers from acid reflux, you have triggers like. You can't drink. You can't eat a lot of like acidic foods. Everybody's triggers are a little bit different. But I know like what's going to make me feel worse, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably judging too harshly because for all I know, they could have been at Tao at like 5 o'clock and gotten True. back to the hotel early and everything. But I just feel like, especially in the morning too, they eat every breakfast food possible. I mean, the fact that she had the acidic fruits – the heavy like pancakes and everything the dairy because they had hot chocolate and orange juice yeah and dairy i mean aside from what it does for your acid reflux which it is an agitator like your voice hello Mm -hmm. she should have been drinking broth and literally i'm not saying she shouldn't have eaten but i mean honestly though before i perform i eat very little just because it's just hard for me to like relax and get food down but I also am very careful because you just don't know what's going to affect your voice. You don't want things to make you feel heavy when you're moving and dancing and stuff. She probably wasn't thinking because SNL is late. So it's not like she had to go right from breakfast and sing or anything. She probably wouldn't have eaten like that if she was doing Good Morning America, I hope. But still, like, I just feel like on performance, I mean, I've never performed even close to something as big as SNL. I, my my things are like small and I'm still like really structured with it. You know, just want to make sure that your voice is in tip top shape, that you feel your best, that you're not tired, all that kind of stuff. You just have to be really careful. And there's just not even, it's not even mentioned. It's no thought in her mind at all. And, and where's Tina and Joe? Like they're usually on top of her, you know? Yeah. It Once again, there were so many things that didn't add up here, especially for this big of a performance. Like if it was her high school tour that we see her do, like, okay, sure. You know, but mm-hmm. SNL, that's when that's when you're on your game. Did her doctor, did Tina or Joe or her vocal coach ever sit down with her and say like, okay, so on performance days, here's a list of things that you have to do. Like get up by this time, you know, make sure that you have your tea, make sure that you have your cough drops, your humidifier, all those kind of things. Like did anybody ever sit down with her and tell her that? Because she seems so oblivious to it. I have no idea. You know, and it makes me think and like not to compare her to other people, But did you see that viral clip a few months ago of when Miley Cyrus was doing the Hannah Montana tour and she was like 14 and she had to load up onto the the hydraulic thing, the platform that would like shoot her up to the stage and then she would have to do that every night. And just like they were showing all of the things that she did as a 14 year old that, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, unrealistic, like that is not something you should ever expect a child to do. But she was so regimented and had such a specific routine and rehearsal and and everything was just like 
to the T, you know? That Yeah. And I feel like kids that are performers, they have that really built into them. Mary-Kate and Ashley had that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were wild. <laughs> and like, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know, who's to say, but it's still, it's like, she should have been set up for success regardless of her personal choices. I agree. And you know what's weird is that Ashley was a ballerina and she went to mm-hmm. one of the most prestigious places that you can go to for ballet. And I'm really surprised that she doesn't have that discipline, but maybe it's because she had that experience that she's now like rebelling against all of that. Especially because like the whole narrative of the show is like doing things on her own terms, right? Yeah. She's just herself. She's not going to do anything that people tell her to do. So maybe they did tell her to do it, and that's why she didn't do it. (laughs) See, this is what happens when you're 19 and you're famous. You're just like, fuck everybody, you know? I can imagine feeling the same if I were in that situation, you know? It would be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Then, of course, the incident happens. It's terrible. She walks off crying. The next episode is Ashley's notorious performance, and we actually see the doctor come and you know Ashley says if she sings she will ruin her vocal cords which is true like if you really push it um, not only w- would she have sounded terrible but it could have really put her out of commission for a long time I know that this also happened to Kelly Clarkson after she won American Idol because after she won they just put her on every show they sent her to do every little thing And her songs were not easy to sing. Her songs were those big ballads. And she was singing constantly. She wasn't sleeping. And it got to a point where her doctor was like, if you keep singing, you will not have a career as a singer, period. It's just crazy to me, too, that after this, like, she just gets on a plane and she goes to Vegas and then she goes to do those high school shows. And I'm like, when are they going to give her a break? If you can't perform two songs on a show, how are you going to do an entire hour long show or whatever? no idea like aren't they worried about her long term i don't know and that's the thing it's like did daddy's you know kind of evil evil self jump out with ashley you know at times like it did with jessica it's like are we thinking about their well-being are we thinking about their careers and if we're only thinking about their careers in a short-sighted way i i have a lot of questions like i i wish i could talk to all of them And you know what? I think all this stuff that we're talking about with Ashley being rebellious and stuff, there is a scene – I actually think it was in the first episode where Stephanie, her assistant, says like, oh, we got to talk to so-and-so and and we got to figure out something when it comes to the tour because like this can't be happening on your tour. And Ashley's kind of mad at her and she's like, can we not talk about the tour right now? Like I don't think we need to be talking about that. Like I'm already really stressed. And I'm like, okay, but at least somebody has a brain that's in that car and (laughs) – yeah right and is thinking like oh shit this is bad you know like we have to figure out a game plan now for the future because this is her voice this is her everything you know Mm -hmm. i know and she just didn't want to hear it so that was probably the same response that joe or tina got when they said ashley you know are you drinking your tea are you are you staying quiet and all that yeah i mean and we saw in season one how the studio sessions went too at times right right so I'm sure there was a lot going on. I mean, my parents don't frequently hang up on me <laughs> or ever. <laughs> so I don't know. Ashley says, you know, she was humiliated. She couldn't believe what was happening. She knew that people would be talking about it, but she didn't realize it would be on every single station constantly. And I do remember what you were saying at the beginning, just the the endless, endless berating of her. Like, 
even though she went to do this this high school tour, I actually I had Googled at, like something like Ashley Simpson high school tour or something just because I wanted to see if there were any pictures or any articles about it or if like there were there were still maybe posts that kids had posted because I think it's so cool that they did that. And there's actually an article that says Ashley Simpson, a no show at Granger High. And apparently she was supposed to go to this high school in Utah and she did not show up. Ryan went and did it alone. And I think that's great because I think she needed a break, as I said. But it says one of the high school student students said, it's kind of sad. She should have at least had the guts to come here. And granted, these are high school students. But she said this woman, Cynthia, or this girl, Cynthia, said, it's a fun thing to see when you get to see stars mess up. Okay. What a brat. Well, you know, we rally behind someone who is about to make a comeback, but we love to watch them fall. Yeah. And the article says, the reason she used this acid reflux, it's an explanation that the students aren't buying. Especially since Simpson was supposed to be at their school for an afternoon concert. Like, they're trying to say in this article that she didn't show up because she didn't have the guts to face a bunch of high schoolers. Meanwhile, she showed up to the Radio Music Awards. <laughs> yeah. That was national TV. But I thought that was a great example for people that may not remember. Like, some of my listeners are really young. That's a great example for what the press was like at that time with her. It was like no matter what she did, which, yeah, it's not great to not be a no-show of a performance that that you've scheduled, but her voice was really, really struggling at the time. It makes sense that she would have to cancel something, and obviously she's not going to cancel a national TV appearance like the Radio Music Award, so she canceled this appearance at a high school. It makes sense, but this article is just like, well, she didn't have the guts to come here. Did I ever I – don't, I don't remember if I talked about this on – on this pod remind me if I have so I don't repeat myself but did I ever talk with you about the um, article about that was written about her show in Austin no during her tour okay I don't think so I was looking up something last year I was just I, I was thinking about surrender and how it harkens back to whole and just like Ashley's music and everything so I was googling some stuff last year um, because Demi Lovato's new song had come out and it sounded a lot like whole. It sounded a lot like surrender. Anyway, so I found this article and it was describing the experience of Ashley playing a show. The article was the most like misogynistic thing I'd ever read. It was really creepy. It was like very slut shamey about Ashley. And it was just such a gross article to read. And I was like, dude, these men were like so gross to women back then and still, you know, but it was just so blatant and obvious the way that they could do it for major press and publications. And then I looked up the person who'd written the article and it was a woman. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I was like, they, everybody was so excited to shit on this girl, this young girl for no reason. It was vicious. It really was. I'll have to send you the article. It's bad. You know what? I don't get it because I just feel like when some, when I see something like that happen, I always take the side of the person who messed up because I just feel like even if I don't like that person, I just – it's just so horrible when that happens to you and you're the one in the hot seat. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are vicious because they're so happy that the heat is on somebody else, you know? But yeah. I feel the opposite. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. And that's why I loved when Gretchen Wilson comes into her trailer to just say, like, screw them, you know, because she doesn't know Ashley. She's just trying to be nice. And I thought that was really, really sweet. What a queen. I loved that moment. Yes. The crossover I didn't know I needed. 
And honestly, any performer knows Yeah. anything can happen. Everybody's looking at you. It's so scary. And that's why people have stage fright because things like this can happen. And you just, you never want to be in that moment where you just freeze and you don't know what to do. It's like giving me chills just thinking about it. And they have happened. These things have happened to every performer. You can look it up. People forget lyrics. There's a sound issue. Something will go wrong. That is yeah. that is part of the gig. And it's like, is it their fault? Sometimes mm-hmm. maybe, you know, but does that mean that they should not have a career? It wasn't like there was a pattern of this, like constant, 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 you know, with Ashley before SNL. She had given so many great performances. Actually, I think my all-time Ash- favorite Ashley performance was in September of that year. So about a month before when she came out with Shadow as her single and she performed it on the Jay Leno show. Mm. It is a beautiful performance. She's so passionate. She sounds a lot like the record, but you can tell that it's live and it's just such an authentic performance. And it's just such a shame that she did that a month earlier. And that's what she really is. That's what she's really like. And yet people see her as this other thing. Like to this day, people still see her as a joke or a liar or something like that. And it's just so not, it's not factual. And you know what else is so wild that people never acknowledge? The fact that she went back to SNL and performed live. Mm -hmm. You can barely find videos of it. I know. And it was really good. It was good. That's one of my favorite um, Ashley performances. It was a really nice redemption that no one talked about. (laughs) Nobody talked about it. And it's hard to get up there again in front of everybody, especially because people at SNL didn't really support her. Lauren Michaels, he was just like, oh, I didn't didn't know that she was lip syncing. I never would have allowed that. Like, our show is real and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're one of the most powerful people in show business. You could have been like, you know what? I heard the rehearsal. She sounded great. And it's a shame that people didn't get to hear that version of her. But, you know, things happen. The, the show goes on and, and life goes on or something, just anything. You know, you don't have to, like, act like her best friend, but just say something. Also, no one was, like, discrediting Saturday Night Live. You know, no, all no of the cared. heat was on Ashley. Yeah. And, you know, Kate Winslet was the host the next week. And she came out and said that, like, all anybody was talking about the whole time was Ashley Simpson. That was, like, the big story. And so people, like, weren't as focused on the current show or anything and i'm like if everybody is just sitting there shit talking her nobody could have come out and been like oh well we all heard the rehearsal like we all heard her sing the previous day and she sounded amazing just something yeah not a peep <sighs> so joe tells her that she has to call in to trl so she goes and explains everything that happened to gideon yago remember him kind of he wasn't he wasn't one that stood out to me in in memory banks he wasn't a vj he was like an mtv news correspondent Mm -hmm. yeah you guys are probably wondering what went down with ashley simpson's performance why she walked off stage and whether or not she lip syncs all the time joining me right now to explain actually what happened is ashley herself ashley i guess hey how is it for you to watch that stuff embarrassing you know it sucks because like you know i actually that day i have severe acid reflux and um i completely lost my voice at six o'clock that night and my dad was like i'm sorry but you have to sing along with the backing track so that's the first time that you sang with a with a guide vocal is what they call it yeah with a guide vocal my voice wasn't strong enough i couldn't even speak and it was the first 
time and I made a complete fool of myself. So I, I think I just froze and, you know, I, all my fans, like, they know they've come to my shows. Like, I never, you know, sing to a backing track or anything like that. You know, watch the Radio Music Awards tonight. I think, you know, that's uh, a lot of the questions that, uh, you know, people might have is, why didn't you just start again from the beginning and do the song that you were supposed to do? I think all of us went in a state of shock. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? I definitely know that the uh, the audience here at TRL wishes you the same, you know, get better, see? It was cool because the fans on the other end were being supportive and uh, it was really nice to hear that. Then she goes in to perform and she says that she felt that she was like at a boxing match because it was so intense and she felt like she was fighting, you know? Yeah. And... Then she performs. What did you think of her little joke? I thought it was funny. I think she was very nervous. And so she didn't give it time to like sit for a second. Um, <laughs> but I also thought it was pretty ballsy. And I I like that she made a joke out of it. Me too. I don't know how, how it was received. I think it was well received. But again, it was like more that it was well received from people that were already fans. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like this redeemed her in the eyes of the general public at all. Sadly, I mean... I thought it was a good performance, too, and I'm happy that she got to perform Autobiography. But obviously that wasn't the single. And so it Mm -hmm. was just kind of like, okay, you get to perform it just to give yourself another chance to perform it. But then she has all these performances of Lala coming up that unfortunately were not very good. Yeah. I mean, also, Lala is such a screamy song. It's not easy to perform no it's i've oh my god i've talked about this before but i think this was one of the biggest mistakes ever that they had her do this her voice is struggling you know she has vocal issues so you give her the hardest song on her album to sing and the thing is people they they did that because like oh we don't want to be associated with autobiography anymore because of what happened or whatever nobody even knew that that's what she was supposed to perform because it didn't exactly so it, it made no difference and instead you have her sing this song that And she has to sing live now. Now she can never use a backing track because what happened? So she has to scream this song at every performance, which probably only made her voice worse. And it would be so hard for anybody to have a good live performance of this song. You'd have to be like Jimmy Page or something to have a good live performance of this song. (laughs) No, truly. It's not like it. Once again, setting her up for failure with this song. You have to scream in this song. Yeah, and she says, she's like, I'm furious. And you can tell she's really mad in the moment, but then in the interview, they just have her say, but ultimately, it's okay, and I'm really happy with it. Because obviously, I want people to hear that song too. And I'm like, girl, you are not happy with it, and you shouldn't have to even lie about that because it's a very poor choice. It's probably the worst choice that they could have made. And it was very clear that you also didn't agree with that choice. Yeah, yeah. You went on record to say that on your show. (laughs) Yeah, and he and she's like, oh, yeah, he left me a message in the middle of the night. That is so cowardly to do. I know. I hated everything just went beyond the shit that I already knew. It just went even shittier, you know? Yeah. And so her and Ryan are in PA for this high school tour. And I love that they show a clip of nothing new because she sounds awesome singing that song. I love that song, too. Yeah. You know my theory about that song, right? What's your theory? Remind me. That it's about Jessica. Oh. (laughs) That's a really good theory. It is. I just know in my heart that it is. I could just tell. (laughs) I like that. Next time you listen to it, just like really listen to it, you know, and you'll you'll get it. Like it's so 
it's so obviously about Jessica. I can't believe I didn't realize it when I was younger. And I think that they just didn't want to double down on that whole message. Plus, it wasn't a single, so it's not like she was talking about it all the time. But she said that it's about a boyfriend or something. And I'm like, mm, it's about Jessica Simpson. We all know this because of my podcast. So you're welcome, everybody. I'm like, I'm I'm running through the lyrics in my head as we speak. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to listen to this after we finish recording. Look, you're going to put the pieces together and you're going to be like, Leah was totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's very it's like the way that you tiptoe around somebody that like you think is so perfect and doesn't have to deal with anything you're just like okay like don't let me get in your way you know like those lyrics are very um especially when she's I think it occurred to me when she says I'm so vile while you're a saint because it's like everything Jessica did was just perfect and Ashley just could never live up to that you know Mm -hmm. I I wonder what Jessica thought just listening to her music (laughs) well Jessica said that she used to listen to Ashley's album every night before going out on stage during the reality tour that's really cute I know I I know I love her then they have to go home and uh, it's Halloween and this is actually my favorite Ashley Simpson show moment ever I think because Ashley dresses up as none other than Fat Bastard. <laughs> she was like, all oh, these are so slutty. She was like, what if I'm this one? That was just like, of course. I just love it because, you know, she could have told her dad to get her an invite to like a very swanky Hollywood thing. And she could have had this elaborate costume and, you know, looked really hot. And instead she's just like, you know, I'm not into playing the game of Hollywood tonight. I just want to be Fat Bastard. <laughs> and I just like... <laughs> I love it. It's such a funny cost. Like, how big I, did they have to blow that up or something? Like, how did they? How did that even stay on her like that? No idea. But whenever they were picking it out, and she was like, "I'm gonna have to get some sideburns," just so like nonchalant, just like, "Yeah, we have to make sure it's complete." I thought that was really funny. Yeah, and I feel like we all had that year growing up where we were like too old to be trick or treating, but we like went anyway, and it was kind of awkward. But we were, and then we kind of realized like, okay. We're getting a little old, but we really still want to do this. So we're yeah, just going to go do fun. it. It's so fun. And I just related to her so much with that because Halloween's my favorite holiday and I love it. So the fact that she just wanted to hang out with her friends, be fat, and <laughs> be fat bastard was just so perfect and so classic, Ashley. Like there's nothing better than that because she could have instead been like, you know what? I'm just going to – I don't want anybody to come over. I'm going to just cry alone in my bed over this crazy week that I've had. But instead, she had fun with it, and I just really appreciate that. Like, I think it says a lot about her character and her spirit. Me too. And she it, – it was like her last moment to – to last few moments to be able to do stuff like that as well, you know, because she was mm-hmm. going to get too famous. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned like, oh, Ashley's no, – nobody's even recognizing you at all. And I'm like, well, she is in a gigantic costume. <laughs> Yeah, it's because she's not recognizable. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, it was that was just so funny. And I actually think Halloween is probably one of the most fun days for celebrities because you could just wear a mask and hang out with everybody. Oh, my God. Okay, so quick, quick story. I saw Adele when she was touring for 25, and she was in Dallas. This was before I even lived here, actually, but I, I drove to Dallas for the show, and she was like, talking about how she wanted to take her son because he was really little at the time she really wanted to take him trick-or-treating because the show was november 1st and so she put a sheet over her like a ghost and she took her son trick-or-treating in dallas as adele oh my god Mm -hmm. so cool i loved that story oh i love that too just wearing a sheet 
who's under that sheet. <laughs> That's so cool. So then Ashley goes back out on the road. She has to finish her high school tour, which even though I think that she should have taken more shows off, like I was actually glad to hear that she didn't show up to one of them because at least she had a day of rest. I think this was brilliant because these were the kids that, I mean, I wasn't even in high school yet, but this was the age range that was like gonna stay by her side, especially if they see her perform a few days after SNL and they're like, oh yeah, like she's totally performing live and she's doing a really good job. So I feel like that must have really helped her fan base stay intact. And would you have died if she came to your school? Like what? I would, whenever celebrities do this, I keep thinking about the fact that I grew up in a really small town and like no one famous is from my school and I get pissed because I'm like, I'm never going to get a, I never would have gotten that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I don't even know. My school never had stuff like that. We would have assemblies, but it was always like, it was for something that was like educational. It wasn't just Ashley Simpson. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) it's amazing. you have to, you have to learn. Fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I feel so bad for Ashley in this scene too because there's an issue with her performance of Shadow and you can see that when Ashley's in the car, her guitarist, one of her guitarists, Ray, who we've seen a lot, mm-hmm. he's like trying to explain to her what happened and it, and you could just see on her face that she is so devastated and that she's like hearing him out. But this is now the second time that she's been screwed over because of something that somebody else did. Because Mm -hmm. as we know, during the SNL thing, it was her drummer's responsibility to start playing autobiography. And he instead started playing Pieces of Me. And even after he made that mistake, it could have been a second later and then he could have stopped it. But instead he let it play. Yep. Which again, it, it was in the moment. It was on the spot. Who knows what you would have done in that situation. Of course. But- you can just look at her face when she's sitting in that car and he's all nervous trying to explain it to her and she's like saying okay and everything but you could tell that she's just like this is unacceptable she's devastated yeah it kills me to see her like that i feel like the average person probably wouldn't have really understood what was happening but it affected her for sure yeah oh especially like young high school kids like they probably thought it sounded kind of weird but there could be a number of things that go wrong during performances and it's not necessarily obvious to the audience like it would be with the SNL situation. But also, she's right. Now, all eyes are on her in a different way. Now, when she makes a mistake, it's, well, we knew that she wasn't talented anyway because we all saw what happened. It's 10 times worse. Yep. she like There's no room for that anymore. Right. So then it does end on a happy note because she does an in-store signing at Best Buy, which I believe this was in New Jersey because I know people who went. I don't know what I was doing with my life, but I obviously (laughs) made a grave mistake by not going there. But they all are so supportive and so cute and you know, there's a lot of girls there, but there's guys too that are just like, you're hot and all that kind of stuff. That was so stupid, but funny. (laughs) I know, but I like that it wasn't all girls. Like, I thought it was cool that there were just some guys there that loved her too, you know? Yeah, and, like, guys, though, are not allowed to just like the music. They have to think she's hot or whatever. So I did <laughs> I did have a little eye roll because I'm like, they probably do like some of her songs, but it's fine. Oh, totally. And you know what I was thinking? Just to go back to the when she was performing at the high schools, mm-hmm. it would be so amazing. Like, as much as I love the pop rock and the pop punk thing, and I just love pop music in general, if Ashley came back with just, like, a pure rock album. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that would be. That's what she wants. That's what she wanted, you know? Yes. That's what autobiography originally was when she was working with Stan Frazier and Steve Fox. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping she'll do. I mean, she's so not in that place right now. You can tell with all the other things that she's doing. She just seems like she wants to do other types of projects. But what would you like to see from her in the future? Like what type of album or project or sound? Well, I think about this frequently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I also think, you know, with Bittersweet World, when she was really vibing with the 80s sound too, she sounded really in her element, you know? I think I would be happy to get rock. I think I would be happy to get 80s. You know, everybody kind of did the 80s thing for a moment, but I think Ashley could really do it justice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like she's really creative. I could I could see, I see Ashley really in that like kind of eurythmics lane too where mm. it's like rock and synth <sighs> i i yes. really feel like that would be suited for her somewhere in between what we're talking about you know i want to see her do something like dancing alone yeah i love that song i think i think that if she does it though she has to really want to do it and commit and like you said i don't i don't know where she, where her head is um her moment that she had on stage with jimmy lovato was like so awesome her energy i know we talked about this but i would just love to see something that like lights a fire under her mm-hmm. and even i think another thing that would be cool is to get a reworked version of some of her older songs too a different yes. arrangement and updated sort of kind of more current melody and i i don't know i feel like that would be really cool to kind of get our feet wet again ashley's version yeah I want I want, I wanted to refrain from saying that but that's really what I mean. Yes. <laughs> I had to go there. Saying Taylor's version sounds so stupid to me for some reason like I can't do it. Um but yes, Ashley's version. <sighs> that would be so amazing. I mean, did you see her new uh clothing line that she has with Smash and Tess? I did. She looks awesome. I just wish I she was know. singing. I know. I'm like, okay, you're cute. You can design. We get it. Like you love your kids, blah. Like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah i am happy for her like she has a beautiful family and she like really wanted that and that's great but i'm like okay what's next because i'm greedy i don't care i don't care i know they don't owe us anything but i don't care i'm greedy i know i really am because i just feel like also that the time to strike is now because nostalgia is so popular like in a couple years when she's personally ready it might not be as much of a good business move which like I don't care I just want music whatever but I'm I wonder if people around her are encouraging her or offering her things because again like I've been doing so much instinct research Lance said that he's like I think me and the other four guys are idiots because the amount of money that we get offered to do like a 10 show thing in Vegas he's like it's sickening it's sickening amounts of money and I'm like oh my god like I didn't realize people were actually putting like offers on the table like that what you know and um I know that Ashley wouldn't get quite that big of an offer that they would get because she was never that big but I bet you anything there are people coming to her and saying you know do you want to do this tour with other people from your era or do you and and Jessica want to do a tour like I bet you anything they've gotten offers to do something like that can we talk because I say this all the time (sighs) I want to be these people's managers. Like I would have, I'd have the most obscure people booked and busy. I'd have bewitched book and booked and busy. Okay. <laughs> like I, I like, I have the vision. I just need someone to like, let me make it happen because I would be like, listen, 
I know what the people want. You need to capitalize on this. The girls, the gays, and the theys are ready. So, like, (laughs) let us give you our money. The amount of money, literally, that I would spend if Ashley... I mean, if either of them did a tour, Ashley or Jessica, that it stands. But if both of them, are you kidding me? If she did, like, even a two-night residency in, like, LA and then another one in New York or something, like, I would fly for that. 1,000%. Yep. We all want it, Ashley. We all want it. I'm putting it out into the universe. I know that you have connections to them. So... Let your connected <laughs> connections of the connections to the connections <laughs> speak it into existence and get to their ear directly. Yeah, well, Jackie, you know, has been on my podcast a lot. She's in the music industry and she knows Ashley just from being an Ashley fan. Like she's developed a relationship with Ashley just just from seeing her at shows and stuff. And Ashley, Ashley calls her like the biggest fan. Evan knows her. Tina knows her. Everybody knows her, you know. And she says that. Every time she sees Ashley, Ashley's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I swear. I'm going to do an album. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And she just, at this point, it's heartbreaking. We just don't believe her because she keeps saying it and saying it to Jackie personally. And even one time Jackie said to her, well, even if you just like, you don't even have to do a full album, Ashley, why don't you just go on tour and like, just do a nostalgia type of thing and just do your old songs. And Ashley was like, no, 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 no. I want to finish my album. Like, she has songs that are just sitting there. That makes me rage. Livid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just you, release them then. You already have like books and books of unreleased music already. Like, you know how this goes. You got to put it out there, honey. Yeah. At least Jessica like put out those songs with her book. And, yeah. You know, something, something, something. So now that we've groveled, it's time to... <laughs> rate the episode or in this case episodes so on this podcast we rate between one through five and we choose something from the episode to rate it with so for instance the first episode of newlyweds you could say i rate it five out of five cans of chicken of the sea so what do you rate this episode jesse and why i think that this is a really important arc of episodes in the whole ashley story Mm -hmm. So I rate it a five out of five visible butt cracks. Oh my God. That was mine. Really? (laughs) Yes. I was going to do. I was waiting for that moment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We were in sync. Oh my God. Full circle. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to. Everything in my life is in sync right now. I'm just having like an identity crisis because I'm like, what year is it? Um. I just get so into these series and like I know you're you're like brain, a method actor. <laughs> my whole brain is in sync right now so like when you just said that I it was like such a hit of dopamine. <laughs> okay, so oh I completely agree with you. This is these two episodes are incredibly vital. It was can't describe enough how important it was that people see this, that people see how it unfolded, that they see all the little things that added up to a disaster because mm-hmm. this does happen sometimes in show business or in any business and it's almost too perfect it's almost like a perfectly crafted m night Shyamalan twist that this happened you know it's just so devastating but i'm really glad that there were cameras capturing what happened and that we also got to see the recovery and we get mm-hmm. to see ashley having fun with it and moving on and being with her friends so i am going to rate this five out of five fat bastard costumes <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry to take yours, but I'm really glad that you had to bring out the backup because that was a great one too. That's okay. I don't know why I didn't say fat bastard to begin with, but I just that that butt crack blurring is just so like I'm just right back to my childhood or high school kind of like somewhere in between when I see that. <laughs> it was it's like burned in my brain. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Jesse, can you let everybody know where they can follow you and find you? Of course. You can find me at Jesse's Girls Pod on Instagram. And just like there's no I in team, there's no I in Jesse. And you can go to the link in my profile and find my TikTok and all of my personal links. Yes. And please do that because Jesse's TikTok is awesome. And you're the king of soft choreo. <sighs> Thank you. And Jessica was <laughs> one of my first muses. Oh my gosh, yes. That was one of your big TikToks, right? Yeah, that was... Irresistible? Um, yeah, yeah. It was my <laughs> first soft choreo video. I had Hillary and Jessica and Mandy. Jessica has given us so much. She really has. I made people watch a performance of hers of Irresistible the other day, like at a little small gathering. <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> no really i was like y'all have to watch this it's important viewing wait have you seen jessica's performance of a little bit on a mad tv yep oh my god what? of course it's terrible like <laughs> i love you jessica but girl if anybody was... listening hasn't seen that and and she's doing it on like a really weird set it's like a how like a house with like a fake lawn there's nothing that I could explain about how that came together the way that it did. I, <laughs> no. I, I can't explain that away. It was a really bizarre performance. Yeah, it really was. And the choreography is so oh. bad. It's like, it's next level soft choreo. It's the softest. It is like, like pillow top mattress. <laughs> you have to do a TikTok about that one. I know. It was really memed for a while whenever I was like <laughs> at the height of my soft choreo. So I didn't want to do it. But I absolutely feel like I could bring it back. Yes, yes, I will be sharing that on my page. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Jesse, for making another appearance on the show. I am 100% positive it will not be the last time. So everyone, I will be back next week. I'm not even sure what it will be, but you will just have to wait and see. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.